As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Both Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on Young Zach! Aggressive ZB is back, baby! Don't feel bad for me. I've had quite a few bazookies in my life. (laughs) Wait, you don't think I'm bringing the energy? I mean, you can't actually be excited to be back from your honeymoon. (laughs) Sure you can. I'm excited for this podcast. Excited for this podcast. Excited Excited for this podcast. podcast. Excited Excited for this podcast. podcast. I'm excited for every podcast. I could say for the first time in the history of this show, I'm excited for this podcast. Zach, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm nervous about this podcast. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends Craning Camp Day 3 after a 90-minute practice on Saturday for the Eagles, extending things out a little bit, bristling at the idea that this is not a real training camp. we got some one-on-ones between wide receivers and DBs and uh, running backs and tight ends and safeties for the first time. Exciting stuff to talk about. Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn, how we doing? Doing great. Excited for this podcast. Marissa, you got, you're going to practice yourself. You're yeah, some, big football uh, day. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait Can't wait to see the guys out on the field. Big, Similar big, to Bo. Big football I am, girl. <laughs> there you go. Similar to Bo, I imagine you'll be watching the O-line drills, right? Yes, of course. You're not going to waste your time at the wide receivers no. or the skill spots. Yeah, no. that's right. Or certainly yeah. not that quarterback. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's – Bo let's said that, by the way. Not Marissa. Bo said that. Let's discuss the biggest news of the day uh, from camp. Now, Zach is going to be upset that I'm leading with this, but we, we got to talk about it. Uh, I wasn't there, um, but yesterday on the podcast, we discussed how uh, Miles Sanders uh, took reps with the second team. Nick Sirianni made a point before uh, practice to uh, address that and said, uh, he's like, I don't know where this is coming from. You know, Miles is our guy. You know, with those top three running backs, we, we rotate them on a three-play basis. It just happened to work out that, Miles is with the second team, but after practice, I wasn't there. Uh, It seems like potentially if we're connecting the dots, because Zach's write up of Miles Sanders yesterday did uh, make the waves in the fantasy football community. uh, It's possible that Zach may have started a bit of a firestorm and created a chippy Miles Sanders. Zach, I wasn't there. Give me the breakdown. So Miles Sanders. um, Well, first off, I, I don't know if it was chippy per se, but no, I, I he, he. I wasn't said, there, but it was characterized to me by multiple reporters as. <laughs> he as said bristly. to put some. He said to put some respect to his name, and I asked, "What does that look like?" And he says, "He said something along the lines of, of don't say I'm the second team running back,' or I'm going with the second team." Now, um, I, I certainly. Oof. This is not about me, right? There are there were a lot of reports from yesterday's practice. I I, I don't that that, um, and if if I read what I wrote. I believe I, I said my inclination is not to overstate this. I expect Sanders to be the lead running back this season, uh, which which was uh, you know similar to what Nick Sirianni said said today. He's the lead running back. I was simply pointing out what occurred at practice yesterday. Uh, so 
Didn't he uh, say no. something like who wrote the story? Which which I, I wasn't sure which again, there were multiple reports from practice yesterday. Yeah, this is one of those whispered down the lane things where it, it, yeah, it's probably so it, several layers removed. And, and, and you don't know, is it responding to a tweet? Is it responding to an aggregation? Like sure. there's, there are times when you write a story and you know, someone's referring to your story. Right. Mm. Um, but uh, in, in this case, you weren't sure. Did someone say he's no longer the starter? I, I, I have not read something like that. I, I, I have read like fantasy football aggregations that suggest like buy Kenny Gainwell stock or, or something like that. But um, no, I'm, yeah, I, I, saw, I mean, I saw, I saw a screenshot of your write up yesterday, making the way, you know, making its no, way. You're not, no, I, I, I saw, I saw other, that? no, I, I, I did not. And, um, Oh, I think, but, uh, let me but anyways, I, I certainly would. I, I mean, I, I know there were other accounts from practice yesterday as well. Um, so Adam anyways. Levitan, who has 164,000 followers. Uh, he, he yesterday retweeted Elliot Shore Parks on Miles Sanders. And earlier than that, I believe, yes, he said, uh, deeper take on the Miles Sanders stuff here. Would expect the Eagles to use all three running backs in the regular season. So make sure to get all three uh, work with the starters right away. And he is linking to your practice write-up with the screenshot of the Miles Sanders section. Uh, my my guess is this is how this is how it made its way back to the Eagles and Miles Sanders. Well, so I I can't speak to uh, we have an outstanding fantasy football staff. Okay, um, I literally wrote in my write up there. Uh, I don't know if this suggests more of a timeshare. Um, I said it's 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 simply something to and you monitor. said that and you said that Sanders has shown impressive bursts to start camp. <laughs> yeah, so I I can't I I you said I but would, I wouldn't totally dismiss the shift. It's, yeah, meaning yeah. that that like okay. this is something that occurred. I'm going to ask Nick Sirianni about it today. I asked Nick Sirianni about it today. Uh, we heard from Nick Sirianni today, and so uh, so so basically, I I I don't think there was any. I, I think it was fairly benign. I I, I frankly think leading the po- I think leading our podcast with it today is is not the way I would have gone after a 90 minute practice where there was much to discuss from this session. Uh, there were players who that there was a player who left the field today. Um, yeah, there's a lot that there's a lot going on, but uh, no. Now, some people might blame you for that as well. <laughs> I've been seeing some chatter that you've been too you've been too vocal about the fact that there haven't been injuries yet, and so potentially <laughs> you have put a curse on the team. If your objective is to antagonize me, um, mission accomplished here. Uh, no, I mean, Riss is laughing. Right now, right now. No, that's those... another drop for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, to to summarize, Miles Sanders is the is the lead running back. Nick Sirianni clarified that today. Miles is so you is wouldn't our characterize. Guys, I, w- I wasn't there. You wouldn't. You're saying that the the characterization from other people that Miles Sanders was a little bit chippy is incorrect. I mean, chippy. Like I I I would say in a decade covering the team, I've seen far chippier than that. Right. Hmm. I mean, this was not like Nick now, is that just a, Is that just a Chip Kelly joke? No, that was not Chip Kelly joke. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, see so, Nick Castellanos? I wasn't going to let you finish. I, I, I was saying this was not like Nick Castellanos. Oh, okay. But anyways. Right, now, what, uh, did you make of, what did you make of Sirianni's explanation? I thought, I thought it was fair, right? Now, the, the thing that I will um, – and this isn't my theory. I, I, I was speaking to somebody else who brought this up to me, and I thought it had 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 validity that coaches like track everything, right? So uh, it it would seem kind of um, yeah. Know, I don't buy odd. that it was. I don't buy that it was an accident. Yeah, that that it it would seem kind of odd, if you will, for uh, for the rotation to be considerably different one day just out of like the you know the pure shuffling. Of the you know three here, three there, three there, right? That said, um, I totally buy what Sirianni's saying in that I expect Miles Sanders to be the lead running back this year, and you know they are going to play their backs, but that Sanders is the top guy. I I, I believe that to be the case. Are you um, worried that that Elliot incepted you? You said you said yesterday <laughs> that you didn't think it was a big deal at the time, but then on the drive home. I Elliot's say words that. were ringing in your ears and you decided to put it in the practice report. Are you worried that? No, Elliot I was going to, no, no. So 
No, so I I think when Elliot pointed out, like, just just that this has been every series, and he was right about that, right? And and, and so thinking about that on on the ride home, I said it's if you're gonna chronicle, it's like I said yesterday when we were talking about the offense. If you're gonna chronicle what happened on a given day in practice, you have to chronicle what happened on a given day in practice. It's the responsibility of the writers to contextualize it, which is why I contextualized it by saying. I don't. I would not overstate this. I expect him to be the lead running back, but this is what occurred on this day. Um, so yeah. So I. I don't think ESP did anything wrong. Now ESP, to his credit, he he had all the stats from all the snaps last year, right? The amount of first team snaps Miles Sanders took took last year. But I I can't speak to his reporting. I can only speak to what I wrote in my story. I, I also thought it was funny that on the very first play of the day in team drills. Sirianni made sure that it was a handoff to Miles Sanders just to like to send that message. That felt intentional. You think that was intentional? Yes. <laughs> okay. Somebody said he somebody said he said he said something like shouting, like that's a that's my first team running back or something, like as a joke, but I didn't hear that. Yeah. That was I, I, I did not hear that either. They were on the far side of the field at that point. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe somebody heard it. Okay. Uh okay. Let's that uh, is his first team running back. I believe that. That's his first team running back. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it yesterday. I, I, I don't think it changes any any of my expectations. I think he will still well, be the primary guy. But it I would... actually find your theory to be like, uh, so so your suggestion, and, okay. and I don't want to mischaracterize what you yeah, said. Yeah, let's hear it. Antagonize okay. me. <laughs> you said that because he's in a contract year, they're just going to run him into the ground this year because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might do that. Okay. Um I, I don't think Nick Sirianni's worried about Miles Sanders' contract. I think Nick Sirianni's trying to to play his his he's he's trying to put the back in there that helps him win the football game that Sunday. Also, when when Miles Sanders says, "Let's put some respect on my name," like what what level of respect does Miles Sanders get? Like, is he a top twenty running back in the league? Uh Look again, once again. I, I, yeah, I, I do think he's a top twenty running back in the in the league. Um, but I, I I would suggest that over the course of his three years here, um, he's, he's been, been plenty of guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They exactly. His, they, they put him up in the practice bubble as a third year player. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I think relative to like, if you look at a, a running back who hasn't rushed for a thousand yards in a season yet, right? I yeah. mean, he's been he's been written about and covered. As if he's he's like a big time back here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah, I he's gotten plenty. He's gotten he's gotten at 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 least the respect he deserves, if not more. Sure, exactly. And okay. and by the way, I think he's capable of having a really good season, right? So do I. Now, now I think with in Miles's case, I think volume has been an issue. Um, and I'm yeah, curious. He's had trouble to see. staying healthy, and he said he's had trouble um, being as effective in the passing game as he was as a rookie. No, but 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 there are also weeks when like he's getting eleven carries, twelve carries, right? Sure. Where where they've they've gone to other guys. They they I mean there was a period last year when they went heavy Jordan Howard or heavier Jordan Howard. Right. They have a quarterback who runs the ball quite. Right. A he's, bit. Yeah. He's also in like the easiest, the the most running back friendly offense <laughs> yeah. in the league, probably. So yeah, he has so, Jalen Hurts and an outstanding offensive line. So so yes, yeah, so I I would kind of dismiss the the notion that like he has not been given respect in in his career, and I, I I'm I'm not saying this like I'd be happy to have this conversation with Miles. We're we're not in the locker room yet, but I mean this is a I'd be happy to. Have he's this been conversation. very productive on a person yeah. basis. There's the exactly. you know, uh, he's one of like it's either seven or nine guys who have as many carries as he has. In his career, with at least five yards per carry uh, in NFL history, that's very good. You know, he was uh, he was very good on average last year, but he is he is also a frustrating running back at times. He he misses holes. He searches for the big play. He was the worst of the four running backs in terms of success rate. Um, so he's an imperfect player. He's a, he's an explosive player, and like you know, he's he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I think he's a good. I think he's a good player. I think he's better than fine. I think he's a good player, but yeah. But I, but I, but I, I mean, if, relative to the relative to the world, yeah. If you're if you're going with him, relative I to think, the to like the I, top thirty-two running backs in the league, I, I think he's fine. I think he's right in the middle. 
we'll have a show when we look at at, at where he he ranks among the top running backs in the league. I'm, I'm, I'm be curious what you think there. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, uh, let's let's zoom out from uh, Sanders Gate and uh, talk about. <laughs> it's not going. Yeah, Marissa's laughing. Berman Gate. What do you want? No, no. <laughs> a discussion about the Eagles' starting running back is how I would frame it. Okay, uh, let's 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 talk about what we did see in practice today. Um, I thought that it was. Uh, tell me if you disagree with this characterization. Uh, a little bit in between day one and day two. I thought it was uh, closer contested. It wasn't a blowout for the offensive defense, but I do think that de the defense had the better of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. I think they were better. I think the offense was better than they were on Friday, for right. sure. Perhaps because they had Miles Sanders running with the first team. <laughs> 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 um, but... Uh, but no, I, but I, I do think the defense, I never sent it, sent it to the stone cold newsman. Would you like a, can we send it to the stone cold newsman after that, after the big update on Sanders gate? <laughs> uh, I would, I don't think we need, we need the stone cold newsman. I would say from today, Grant Calcaterra left practice early, something to monitor there. And then Milton Williams has an elbow injury. Um, we, we, we saw him get banged up in Friday session and, uh, and was out John today. Hightower uh, hobbled off at one point, but but remained. But he returned. In practice. He, yeah. he he returned. Yep. Um, so 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 those are your Calcaterra, injury updates. You know, I I, uh, I probably shouldn't even do this because I don't like the uh, like oh looked like this looked like that. Um, but you're about to do like it anyways. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to do it um, because I've already started the sentence. It didn't look it didn't look like a uh, you know a season ender. It was it looked like he like sort of pulled a hamstring sure. or something like that. Sure. But sure. I mean, what do I know? So probably just, I, I would, I would say, I you know, that. I would say, you know, quite a bit. Now I, I wouldn't not medically, to, not medically. Yes. But I, you know, quite a bit. You're a great observer of practice. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, let's, let's, let's calm down on the great observer. Let's, let's let the proof be in the pudding. Let's see if I can get four in a row. You know, are you talking about your, your roster projections? Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're not talking about the games that we play like super forecasting or anything like that. No, those, you I, are the, you're the king of that. Gotcha. Okay. I, I just wanted to clarify that because, because, because yeah, you're the champ. okay. Uh, you're the champ. I'm the king basically is. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you, you're, you're the reigning defending uh, emperor penguin award winner for king of the season. As, as Jimmy King told you. <laughs> I, I appreciate Jimmy King's message. So practice today. Um, yeah, I, I would say that uh, on the aggregate, I, I thought there were some good signs from the offense. Um, there, there, I, I thought the, the the secondaries played decently this summer, right? They've been swarming. Is it is that a fair characterization? Yeah, I think that is fair. Okay. Uh, and it, it, it is, um, you know, I think Nick Sirianni would explain it. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts might say that, like, now is the time to try things. Um, but, you know, Jalen Hurts has not been super uh, – he's been a little bit sloppy with the ball in terms of interceptions. I mean, he's thrown interceptions every day of practice, multiple yesterday, uh, I think one or two today. Um, and one of them was a, was a bad one. He was rolling to his left and tried to fire a ball in to a window that wasn't there, and, and Andre Sachere made a nice – interception and that was the kind of play second in a row for Sachery. and if and if that was the kind of play where if, if that was a, a regular season play people would be shouting like what are you doing that was it was a that was a really bad decision um now again it, it maybe it's just let's let's test it out and see what happens but um that's been i think i think you're right the 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 defense the, the secondary has been pretty good and you know the the uh eternal question of like is this them being good or their opposition being bad? Theoretically, you know, they're going up against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and, and Quez Watkins. That's a pretty good top three. So you would you would imagine that it, it says more about that than the, the the wide receivers being bad, although maybe it just means Jalen Hurts is being sloppy. Although I would counter to that that I think Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox is actually a really good top three as well. Sure. Now, yeah. yesterday it was ones versus twos, as you pointed out in his US. Uh, Nick Sirianni today. You, Man, you had bad to get... performance for me. It was like I was trying That's to get that true. question in all press conference long. It took like eight chances, and then I had to have the last one. I actually think it shows respect to 
what do you call yourself? The king of the beats? <laughs> yeah. um, it, it shows respect to you that uh, he actually gave you the, oh, don't worry, I will get to that, right? That, yeah, but uh, only because he had heard me like pathetically whining no, it's, trying to get no, it in. No, it's because he, he, he knows Bo Wolf is coming with the goods, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and also, he doesn't want to irritate you, right? He knows, you know, he knows that, that if you get on Bo Wolf's bad side. Yeah, no, um, I don't think that. That's a, that's I really, a dangerous I, what, what I think it is, is, is a good reminder that, um, and I mentioned this to Jimmy Kemsky on his, uh, his thing before practice, the like the the competition. You say that Jimmy Kemsky's thing before practice. No one knows what you're referring to. Can you clarify Jimmy Kemsky's uh, thing? Jimmy Kemsky's thing. He does a, a BGN radio uh, podcast okay. with a different beat writer for like 15 minutes during stretching. And today, today that was so you. Listen, yeah. yeah. I um, so I I I just need to clarify for our 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 listeners. Shield hasn't told me to do this, but one thing Shield has said um, has said uh, to me on this pod before. Um, is that you tend to say things and assume everyone knows what you're talking about. True. Right? So in those moments, I need to call you out. Good. Um, and, or not call you out, just tell you, please explain to our audience. Because you're just yeah, like, please as, call me out. Well, as I said to Jimmy on his thing before practice, <laughs> and if you're just, if you're in a walk down the Schuylkill Trail or a bike, down, a bike ride down the Schuylkill Trail, you would have no idea what Jimmy's thing before practice is. You know, it could be uh, you're right. a conversation with you. It could be, the fact that I'll ask be any Jimmy. I didn't even mention. Now, Marissa, did you know that he was referring to a podcast that was done before practice? Only because I saw it on Twitter. Yes, but if I did not see it on Twitter, I would have just kept going and not been sure okay. what he was talking about. So anyway, thank you for the clarification, Zach. Uh, my my point was that the uh, you know the the battle for who's going to get a question in um, it it also has a lot to do with location, and I I blame myself because. Uh, I, I was not one of the first people at, you know, early for the press conference. So that meant I had to sit in the third row and that meant it, you know, if you're, if you're in the John McMullen spot or the, uh, the typical Zach Berman spot, it's hard to ignore, uh, somebody shouting right in your face. But if you're coming from further back, you, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So, uh, th there are, as far as spots go, I, you are correct. The, the auditorium tends to, there, there tends to be more, like this person sits here every day. This person sits there every day. It's harder to get these, these seats sometimes during the press conference. One now, I, I, proximity, yeah, that that is a factor here. I also think, and I'm not ripping on Nick here, um, but anyone who watches Nick's press conferences knows that, like, yeah. words per answer <laughs> are yeah. pretty long, right? So you know, you're not getting the same volume of questions. You can right? ramble. Yeah. yeah. So 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 uh, so sometimes. Um, you know, there point. could be like a six or seven question press conference. I was hoping the transcript would be up, but no, not yet. So, um, I can't tell you exactly what he said, but you know, his explanation for why ones versus twos is, is to sometimes break up the monotony of the individual matchups and, and test guys and get a better look at, uh, you know, what, what some of the twos can do against the ones, which totally makes sense. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, what else? Uh, what else jumped out to you? Aside from the injuries that you, you know, could have karmically caused. <laughs> um, what else jumped out to me? So I, I, I mean, there are some like under the radar things that I, I like big picture stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take the lead and I'll give my opinions on. But I'll say there, there's a one small thing that I, I, I guess we can point it out in like 20 minutes. But we're yeah. actually working on a deadline here because Marissa has Browns yeah. practice to get to. I found it interesting that during the kick return portion of practice, um, Jalen Rager was not 
there or, or, or even, um, you know, some of the other guys who I would expect to be there. It was Jason Huntley was number one. And was it Devin Allen? Number two, I think Kobe was two. And then Allen yeah, Kobe was, two. was two. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I found that interesting that, uh, I thought we'd see more either Jalen Rager or, uh, Kenny Gainwell back there. And that was not the case. Yeah. And those guys have, um, to be fair, been bad as kickoff returners mm -hmm. in terms of just like explosiveness. Not that they but if, if, yeah, you're right. If Jalen Rager is on the team this year, um, he's got to have a role in the return game. Like if, if Jalen Rager's not well, returning for you, what's, I mean, what's he doing? Inactive is the answer. Well, that's, that's yeah. Well, okay. I mean, if you're going to carry, right. if you're going to carry six receivers, one of them is going to have to be inactive yeah. and he's not contributing. It's like, I think that's, I think that's possible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's hanging around in case one of the top four gets hurt and he's mm -hmm. not a game day mm -hmm. uh, contributor. Okay. I think that's, that's possible. That's fair. Um, Anyway, I mean, I don't. I like. Uh, he he has. He's not trustworthy in that in that role. I I think there's more of a chance. Like I believe there's more of a chance that Jalen Rager could turn into a contributing wide receiver in the NFL than I do that he's going to be an explosive return, like reliable return man. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's stupid. But I I, I would need to give more just a take. To that, but... Just just a take that I you have. are a takesman. Yes. I'm not a takesman. You're very much a takesman. I'm not a takesman. <laughs> do you think? How dare you, <laughs> Marissa? Do you think he's a takesman? There's a lot of angst on this podcast so today between the two of you. I mean, I feel like I got to step in between. Jeez, these weekend pods. <laughs> Yesterday was a silly pod. Today it's like let's go at yeah. each other. So we don't have a kill a cow in the comments. We're going audio only. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Somebody can once compared me to Dan Orlovsky, and I wrote that person out of my life. <laughs> Who did it? I, I'm, I don't. I'm not. I'm not telling you. The person's dead to me. By the way, I, I I would take that as a compliment. I find Orlovsky's commentary to be very good. Oh yeah, you think you think a person who tweets um, uh, red wine should always be served on ice is is not uh, just looking for a reaction? I was referring to Dan's comments on football. I mean, by 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 no means do I consider myself an authority on red wine. So I would not know. I mean, I would not know if that's like a, a, what's what's the expression? A life hack. Uh, mm. I would not know if that's a life hack to be done, right? So, look, he does have good football analysis. I think that's fair. Yeah. So I I I think Dan, if if I'm a football writer, which I am, if someone said you, you remind me of Dan Orlovsky, I would say thank you. That's a compliment, right? Like I appreciate that. I certainly would not write them out of my life. Okay. Well. <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to get rid of people. Sometimes is this gotta... a bad podcast, Marissa? Is no. this what we need to I like, I like In general, yes. Are, I like when you guys are feisty towards <laughs> each other. We got Zach to snarf. That's too bad we're not on video. But maybe Marissa can screen cap that for later. Yeah, I'll just that part. Got... Post it with the episode. Um, we got, so we what got else? Zach to give a spit take. Uh, so so there was one. So I, I, I need to give credit here to stay on brand. There was a play when I thought in in teams, uh, when Josh Sweat I thought got a sack and they didn't whistle him down, but I thought it was good penetration by ninety four. Okay. Paul, I thought you, you were. Wanna... <laughs> well, I thought you were going to give give credit to yourself, like because anytime Josh Sweat does something good, it's you get the. No, I think you give credit. I certainly don't deserve any credit. Was for... that the one? Where, are you talking about? Um... During the the last period, when it was so, the last yes. period they did uh, what what Sirianni calls a jamboree, where he calls out it's like a third and three or a third and five or a third and seven, and he'll give the offense or defense points based on who wins the rep. Um, and yeah, there was one where it looked like it could have been called a sack, but Hertz then stepped up into the pocket and found Greg Ward for a first down. It was a third and long, and I was unsure. Uh, if it should have been a sack, but yeah. but Sirianni did award the points to the offense, so apparently it was just Hurts stepping up in the pocket. It's a it's a difficult thing when you have a a quarterback like Hurts who can do that in real life to determine when you know it's 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 it, he should get to continue the play or not. I would also say it's difficult when you have a defensive end like Josh Sweat who could do that in real life to mm -hmm. determine whether the defense gets the points or not. Fair enough, uh, but the defense did win uh, the, those head to head battles uh, more often than not. Uh, especially with the ones. Um, 
AJ Brown, I thought had a, a solid day. He had a couple nice contested catches, um, both in team drills and one on ones. Here's one one takeaway for me: just you know, you're looking for little things. And we had the they had the one on one drills between wide receivers and corners. And your boy, Devin Allen, uh, is running is running like a a fly route down the right sideline, and he is not separating from Tay Allen. Tig Allen is, is uh, there step for step, breaks up the pass. I think there was some debate as to whether it was a penalty um, because Gannon yelled at Tay that, like, you don't have to do that. You, you were there right with him. Um, but in terms of, like, you want to see Devin Allen's speed really stand out uh, on day three of camp, at least, for this one rep, it did not. That one rep, you are correct. Um, now, uh, again, I don't want to lead us astray here. And certainly I don't want to be antagonistic uh, because Marissa said this is a podcast of angst, but what over the past week would make Devin Allen to be my boy? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> well, like, also a drop. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. That's a, that's a fair. He said, he, he said <laughs> your boy, Devin Allen. Right? I said, I mean, well, I said your boy because uh, we, there's a list I, I talked of to players him after practice? talking okay. after practice and you said you wanted to talk to Devin Allen. That's why I'm yeah, saying. Well, yeah, because. Not, this is not a Josh Sweat level. Okay. Everything right. he does. So. Uh, is good or bad for you. I'm just saying your boy because I'm saying your boy. I'm going to defend myself on, on, on that one too. I'm always thinking, what stories do our readers want to read? Not stories do I want to write. What stories do our readers want to read? And I imagine that... Uh, I feel like that's a shot at me. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's not a shot at, at, at you. But my... So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if you take a list of players on this team, I think there's an interest among our readers in Devin Allen, someone who is a world-class hurdler, who's making this adjustment to football. Uh, people want to know how he's doing. In our, in our live podcast the other day, someone said, how does the, the track athlete look, right? So, yeah, so when I saw that he's talking, I'm saying, yes, that is a story that I want to write because I think our readers want to read. Now, I mean, this this is not a shot at you, okay? But you probably interpret, you probably interpret it. If 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 I was like, I want to write a Coyote Awasika story, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think that there's like uh outside of the minions. I I don't think you know someone's like, let me swipe my credit card and give my hard earned money to subscribe to the Athletics so I can read about Coyote Awasika right now. But what if there's a good story to be told there that people don't know that they need to hear? Then that is worth pursuing apps a hundred percent i once did a story on a uh a a player named jamalcolm liggins who mm -hmm. did not really register from the perspective of like this is someone readers want to know about but i thought there was a story that i wanted to share with readers that was a good one as the buzzer goes off on my dryer uh there'll be that their buzzer will go off one more time and that will be it just okay heads up um okay anything else that uh, jumped out to you it jumped out to me. I I, I would say that I I, I thought um, T.J. Edwards uh, looked good out there. And again, it might just be flash plays that jumped to my head, right? But T.J. Edwards had a nice play along the left side, uh, pass break up there. And uh, during that same uh, end period, that jamboree period, yeah, he had a nice pass break up. And I point that out because you know we're talking quite a bit about Nicobe Dean potentially usurping him, and I talked up Kaiser White yesterday, but. Look, week one against Detroit, first snap on defense, it could be T.J. Edwards out there. Like, T.J. Edwards is one of those guys who, who right place, right time, does things oh, I think well. It would, yeah. yeah, I think it would be a surprise if it if it, if he isn't. Um, and we also, like, you know, we, we fall into the characterization of, like, they need to replace him as a coverage linebacker because he's not a great athlete, but he is a, you know, he's better in coverage than, uh, than a lot of linebackers. He has good instincts. Exactly. And that's... I, you, you know, the, the reality is for the way he plays, you know, he's not running 30 yards downfield with somebody, right? Like um, that position. Sometimes he's asked to play 30 yards off the ball, but. Yeah, but when, when, when that position's playing in coverage, it's much more about instincts than it is about athleticism, right? Like right. you're, you're mostly covering within a short area. Um, timing matters, tackling matters, instincts matter. You know, Davion Taylor, and again, I don't mean to slight Davion Taylor here. Davion Taylor has better speed than T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards is better in coverage in that area because of the football instincts. 
Now, Davion Taylor is interesting because, you know, uh, to the Miles Sanders uh, running back rotation, they rotate the linebackers a lot uh, and, and work on these different pairings. And today, uh, Davion Taylor was working with the first team with TJ Edwards. Sirianni gassed him up uh, for the interception he made yesterday on the Mac McCain deflection. And, you know, if you're talking about like the uh, like the Jordan Mailata years of progression, it's not crazy to think that Davion Taylor could take a bit of a leap. And I think he's looked pretty good For in sure. camp so far. I agree. You know, I, I, I think that uh, the Eagles are going to have decent depth there at linebacker, which they haven't had in the past. I'm, I'm curious how many they're going to keep, though. Like, I'm not 100% sure that, that Sean Bradley is safe. Like, do they need a fifth linebacker if they're going to keep, you know, six corners and uh, a bunch of, like, two or three Sams? I don't, I don't want know. you to have to give away your, uh, you know, the answers to the test, right? I mean, do that. You got to think about if you're trying to go for four in a row. Oh yeah, I, 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 I certainly don't want to give this away, but I overheard you on um, said podcast with Jimmy Kemsky, where you're like, well, they're not going to keep this guy because they're not going to want to guarantee his contract, and there, there might be other beat writers who would have just penciled that guy in, be based on talent mm. or based on spot on the depth chart, right? But you being the advanced prognosticator that you are, you consider contract obligations. You can say, yeah. So I, I give you a card of the job. Yeah. Abs Come on. Abs absolutely. If only you could apply that to super shortcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa's wow. face is, is a, a, a gate. <laughs> wow. I like this. I like this, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon angsty pod between the two of you. We so, have to figure out what we're going to do for – for swoopers for Friday games or, yeah. or Thursday, Friday uh, game. You know what? I mean, it, it could be like college game day where, you know, we have a guest picker every week, right? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. And they yeah. get a clean, but, but then, the, then the turkeys won't be carrying over. I guess that's yeah. fine. Which would really yeah. mess up Zach's game. If yeah. The turkeys don't carry over. Well, yeah. it, it would have to, you know, you, you'd have to, to change the way you play. Right. It's yeah. like, uh, it's, it's like a, a um, a fantasy baseball league where, where you, where there are, are no protections, no keepers, right? The the level of prospect you're looking at is different. The level of player you're looking at is different. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, in the uh, daily look at how the backup corners are doing, I thought Tay Gowan flashed a bit today. He he had a, uh, you know, he was step for step with Devin Allen. He had a nice uh, pass breakup in team drills. And, uh, you know, if it was if it was Mac McCain's day yesterday and Kerry Vincent's on Wednesday, I thought it was I thought it was Gowan's today. Good observation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm looking through my notes now, you know, so, little, little, as you're looking through your notes, I would say here, uh, you know, we're, we're recording early. So we, we, 
typically we record after the practice report has been written. I haven't really had a chance to fully digest my notes. So I think that, and this is something I'm going to write in the coming days. Um, but that Marcus I haven't Epps, had a chance to fully. No. Uh, uh, Marcus Epps. Um, and you were on to this early, by the way. You said Marcus Epps is their best safety. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he's their best safety, and perhaps that's that's like uh, suggesting, well, you know, I, I could use an, a, a bad a, a bad analogy here. I don't think they have a particularly good group of safeties. Um, but Marcus Epps has impressed me to the point that if 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 you were like context independent, right? If you just came to practice, if if, if you were like the national reporter who comes on a day. And you see MoMA out there and you're like, this, this MoMA guy, he's going to be the star, right? If, if you don't know about contracts, if you don't know about history, if you simply look at the way they're practicing, I would look at Marcus Epps and I'd say they're fine in that spot, right? I think he has good instincts. I think he has good athleticism. He has a nose for the ball. Um, now, again, this is, this is three days of practice. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Uh, but, you know, if, if you told me, on on what January 16th or January 17th, whenever we got back from Tampa Bay last year, that they would return to training camp the next year and Marcus Epps would be the starting corner or the, I'm sorry, the starting safety. I would say, oh, that's, that's not a very good off season. And I'd say that's not a very good plan at safety. Um, but again, I, I might have to reconsider it because I probably have like the cognitive bias of, of he's been on the roster the past few years. He's mostly been a backup. They, they signed him off or they claimed him off waivers. Right. Um, and so if, if I take out that context and I just look at the way he's playing, I've, I've been impressed with these first three days. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's tough with linebackers and safeties when they're not asked to tackle. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I think it is, I think I said this before it's, it's, this is different than like an unknown commodity who's been in house and you're sort of taking it on spec that he can do the job. Like. Marcus Epps played a lot last year and not just in three safety sets in like he was rotating in with Anthony Harris and Rodney McLeod. Yes. He played like 40% of the snaps or something like that. And he was solid. He was fine. Yeah. I think. But look, it, it, it wasn't, you know, he, it, it wasn't the was it like, no. And it wasn't like Corey Graham, for instance, in 2017, where Corey Graham was almost like a starter on the defense. But I right, think that was different back. because Corey Graham was playing a specific role. He was, he was the third safety in, in a yes. specific package they had. With Marcus yep. Epps, he was he was a, he was basically a starting safety, just only playing half the time. Like he, he was one of two safeties on the field. He wasn't. Yeah, he was. He they was were playing the position. Like, they were right? rotating like, a group of three. Correct. Right. Um, yes. So so I think there's less guesswork. Um, yes. Now the other thing here is that like in this particular defense, there's not a ton asked of that position. Um, like for the deep safety, you're you're just playing deep and keep everything in front of you. And I guess, according, you know, according to the, the football outsiders uh, numbers that like Marcus Epps was was one of the better uh, tacklers in ter terms of not missing tackles at the safety position, I think, in the top 10. So, like, that's fine. Sign up for that. And again, like, I, you know, I, I don't think they went into this offseason with the plan of this being their starting safeties. We've, we've discussed this. They were interested in Marcus Williams. They were sure. interested. But um, I don't think they're they're talking up Marcus Epps is the same as them talking throughout the offseason about like Tay Gallon and Mac McCain and Zach McPherson, right? Um, I I think that internally they think Marcus Epps can do that job. Um and uh yeah. and frankly, I I don't know if this is the case, but even in their pursuit of Marcus Williams, that 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 might have been for the, you know, to start with Marcus Epps, right? Exactly. Like like perhaps for right. you know, the Anthony Harris contract might never have happened if they signed a more high-profile safety. I think that's right. Um, okay, other things that we should cover. Um, Britain, this is one of those ones where it's like, let's see how a, how a guy does against a guy who's been around. And from what I've seen the, the last two days, like when, when Britton Covey gets matched up against Jimmy Moreland, Jimmy Moreland is uh, a nickel corner who has been in the league uh, a while. This is his fourth year in the league. He was with the, the Washington football team for a few years. And Britton Covey is the undrafted uh, diminutive wide receiver slot guy from Relatively Utah. Relatively speaking, yes. Um, Jimmy Moreland has gotten the better of him uh, pretty easily, it, it feels like. So, like, if, you know, if, if he 
wants to make the team, that's the kind of guy you're going to have to look better than. And that has not been the case yet. Great. Okay. Uh, what about the, the rest of the uh, post-practice press conferences? Anything stand out? So spoke to Marcus Epps, spoke to Devin Allen. Um, I think it's fair to say in the coming week, you'll find stories on both those guys, right? Uh, and then, uh, Jordan Mailata, um, you, you spoke to him, um, Denard Wilson, actually, you know, we had yeah. a chance to hear from, from Denard Wilson. Why don't you fill us in on what, to, on what Denard said? Well, Denard Wilson, the defensive backs coach, coach recently promoted to, uh, passing game coordinator added to his title. Um, yeah, it was interesting. He, he, you know, he was asked a lot about like, this is the second year working with Gannon. What do you, you know, you know, how has that relationship grown? And he says, you know, he just has a better sense of what Gannon wants. You know, his job is to, you know, to serve the defensive coordinator. Uh, he, he talked up Marcus Epps a little bit. Um, I, I was asking him about the, you know, the down roster corners. Um, that's been a, been a that's pet on project. Brand. Yeah, that's yeah. on brand. Um, and you know, you know, he said he said McPherson's a little different because we drafted him. He's been here the whole time. Those other guys, we didn't get a chance to see them uh, until now. McPherson, uh, by the way, not not like a, a a bad camp so far, but I've been I've been underwhelmed by year two yes. of Zach McPherson, as, as you pointed say. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, just just a note. Um, what else did he talk about? Slay. I, I was in energy. on I was in on Brad, Miles Sanders and we actually Bradbury. discussed Miles Sanders. So uh okay. So I did I'm not get to hear the yeah. I'm trying to think about it. I can't wait uh, to watch Bradbury. That. Uh, he gave he gave Howie um credit for uh making sure to um bring in diversity to the to the front office. He said he appreciated that. Um for he he, he said that ahead of explaining that he, you know, uh the the Bradbury signing basically that like you know we worked together on that but but he wanted to make make sure to shout that out um and I followed up and he had a, gave a good answer which you can read or watch I don't know I, I don't have the I don't have the specific quotes I'm yeah, sorry okay. that's that. nothing to be sorry about that's a good summary um I I I say something to you complimentary here too much angst but, but if it, it, it but but you might take it as poking okay okay I'll take You're, it as poking you're an astute football observer and and you're a terrific football writer um but. i <laughs> there's no but if you if like you worked at a newspaper your editor would get so frustrated at you because like they're like all right write the quarterback and you're like actually i want to write about the the death cornerback competition right yeah, I mean, or, maybe. or like, yeah. So, so I'm saying like the, you're not big on like the, the like general, you know, the, uh, I'm trying to differentiate our coverage that. Yes, exactly. I respect that. I respect that. I was simply saying. It's that, a saturated uh, media market. No. So what you said that, that you were asking about the, you know, the death cornerbacks, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't lead off the press conference with it. Uh, like, you know, he there were other things that had been asked. I wanted to get to it. Like, we're probably going to talk to Denardo Wilson once all summer. I hope not. I hope not, too. But, I mean, that's yeah. that's the expectation, isn't it? Yeah, those guys are going to cycle through. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's like 18 guys to cycle through. <laughs> right? Correct. Correct. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, so we're at two o'clock here, and yeah, I know so Marissa has any final thoughts. Let's say any any shots you want to take at me. Anything else There's that no jumps out to you at practice? Um, any any uh, fights you want to start with players on the <laughs> roster that can get back to them before Monday's practice, uh, or any injuries that you want to wish upon anybody? <laughs> Marissa, you are an objective third party here. Have I done anything to to uh, suggest that I was trying to start a fight with Bo? No, okay. I I think the Nick Fangio the, back for the second day today. <laughs> yes, mm, interesting. Yes. No, I think the um the back and forth between you guys is is enjoyable, so I like it. So I think Good. you guys should uh bring this fiery energy more often. Good. As yeah. as, uh, as uh, he who shall not be named might say, Chippy on the field, Chippy in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> Love uh, it. I'm trying to make sure there's there's uh, nothing else here. So they went 90 minutes today. 
for those who are keeping track of the timing of practice. Um, they are off tomorrow. Um, I, I don't think it's a walkthrough. I think it's actually a player's day off tomorrow. Uh, then next week, uh, I think practice, You, I don't want to say the dog days of practice because it's not as if this week was like so arduous. But, um, you know, next, next week's an important week. It's going to be hot out there. It's going to be high 90s, pushing 100. Uh, I imagine the pads will come on next week. I don't know how much contact they're going to do in or, or live contact they're going to do, but there's certainly going to be more than you've seen. And I think that, that you're you're deep enough in next week that some of these half-baked evaluations, you know, are starting to be like soft-baked chocolate chip cookies, right? Like they're no longer – Especially, especially in that heat. Yes. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I, I think next week's pods will be uh, substantive and um, – Perhaps spicier, uh, perhaps less spicy. I don't know, but 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 we'll be able to, to form more broad opinions as there'll be longer and more substantive practices. A lot of screens today. That's one thing I have written down. To okay. Kenny Gainwell. To, to, and to tight ends as well. Yes. Um, so there was that that, that play when Minshew was was at quarterback when. Well, I, I don't know how, how much I need to get into this specific play, but Gainwell, um, he's done this before where he was, you know, split out, right? You know, that's something that's done with, with uh, Gainwell. So, right. um, yeah, Gainwell's someone that they really like in the passing game. Yeah, which is why your advice to fantasy football players everywhere is to pick up Kenny Gainwell and drop Miles Sanders. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it. We got to wrap this bad boy up. So we'll be back on Monday with uh, further Cranny Camp episodes. Oh, I, uh, somebody made sure that I was going to ask you this, Zach. Um, we talked about Wario yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess what Luigi's Bizarro Nemesis is, what would be your guess? Luigi. Mm-hmm. Like. That is a good guess. That is what should follow it. Uh, unfortunately, it is Waluigi. Waluigi. Okay. And I want to clarify. I you had, did the right thing. I mean, that is the. Yeah. I had heard. I had heard of Wario, but I didn't know who specifically he was. Right. It's it's one of those things okay. where, like, sure. you know, if I asked you, if I said to you, who is Noevle Marte? Do you know who he is? Yeah, the, the prospect who was just traded for uh, uh, Luis Castillo. Well done. Exactly. Noelvi, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, but like if you, you know, some people might've heard of him, but they didn't know who specifically he was. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Can we do, can we do a running game where we like just pick someone from pop culture, just to decide and figure out if you know who they are. If I can pick someone from fantasy baseball and you can pick out who they are. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> I play fantasy baseball, although I will say my league is NL only. And so like the American league is, ah, is, okay. uh, is like, I, I barely know anything that's going on. Gotcha. Very NL focused. Okay. Yeah, we can play that game. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, Marissa's got to get going. So for Zach and Elijah and Marissa, I'm Bo. Um, and Zach, this goes for you too. I want you to know, as always, I and we love you.